please be seated. And uh, let us uh, go to the scriptures, to the word of God, in Ephesians 6, 21 through 24. <clears throat> An appropriate uh, hymn we just sang for our study of the book of Ephesians, which we are concluding in the will of the Lord today. So here, as I read to you, Ephesians 6, 21 through 24. But that you also may know my affairs and how I do. Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that you might know our affairs, and that he might comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Titkikus. That's a hard name to pronounce, let me tell you. It's one of those Greek names. Titkikus. My beloved brother. What a way to end the book of Ephesians with a personal touch, as is often the case in the letters of the Apostle Paul. Now, Tychicus has the meaning of casual or by chance. Now, we don't believe in chance. We believe in providence, right? But chance in the sense of an occurrence or an incident. For in God's providence, there are many things that happen that seemingly happen of a chance, meaning, oh, by the way, this happened that happened. But nevertheless, the typical meaning of chance, we want to get away from that uh, because that's not in God's providence. Like, oh, it happened and it was the luck of the Irish. No. <laughs> I, 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 it comes to my mind because our, our brother uh, Leonard, maybe his precious, dear and better half, Terry, are in Ireland. But also, one certainly does not do the ministry in this happenstance, perchance sort of way. Now, Tychicus was the fruit of Paul's gospel sometime either before, right before, or at the time of his third missionary journey. He had four missionary journeys. And this one, when he went into Asia Minor, which is Turkey today. It says in Acts 24, And there accompanied him into Asia, Sopater of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derbe and Timotheus, and of Asia, Tychicus and Trophimus. I'm glad we don't have a lot of those names today. <laughs> Why did the Apostle Paul call Tychicus his beloved brother? Does he not call him that in the passage that was just read? But that you, may also, that you also may know my affairs and how I do, Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make all of this known to you. Well, first they labored together in the gospel for many years. You may not be aware of that, because again, he's like one of those behind the scenes persons like the techie people, you know, that you don't know. Uh, 
that are very actively working behind the scenes. He traveled five times with the apostle. Imagine that, up to five times. The first was from Corinth to Jerusalem. It says in Romans 15, and I'm, I'm doing this, I'm reading most of the references just for the sake of time, and you can write them down, you can take notes. I used to do that, I used to take notes. I don't know if you do that. And you can look them up later. But, but there will be some I'll ask you to turn to. So in Romans 5, 20, sorry, 15, 25, and 26, but now I go unto Jerusalem to minister unto the saints, for it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. So these saints in Macedonia, these churches in Macedonia and Achaia wanted to give money to the poor saints in Jerusalem because there was a famine going on in the land. Not only that, persecution was ravaging the church, decimating the church, because that's where the, the enemy is more ferocious, is right there at the front line, is he not? And that's the sending church, sending out into the world. When you start sending out missionaries, watch out, that's when Satan will come and attack, because he wants, doesn't want that to happen. And if he can nip it in the bud, he'll do it. And that's what he was trying to do in Jerusalem, in Judea. Now, the second trip, Tychicus was entrusted to deliver Paul's epistles to the Ephesians, and that's where we're at. Now, he not only was the one to be the messenger boy, as it were, or the carrier of the manuscripts, but he was also the secretary for the apostle, because the apostle Paul was losing his eyesight that was his thorn in the flesh. And so here's a picture of him helping to finalize that letter that we had just gone through or about, or about ready to finish. Ephesians. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. The third trip was when Tychicus was charged with bringing another letter, epistle, to Colossae. And I'll refer to that later. In traveling to Colossae, he accompanied one Onesimus. I don't know if you know that name. Boy, I tell you, I'm glad that none of my grandkids were named that. <laughs> As it was hard enough. <laughs> uh, a former slave who was now returning on his own cognizance to his former master Philemon. You know, sometimes the slaves back, and back, by the way, slavery was a way of life. Slavery was sadly an institution of uh, in the world at that time, and, and even to this day in some places. Uh, but, uh, but as we talked about, slavery was not all that evil in the sense that uh, God was compassionate upon slaves and giving them a time when they could actually uh, be freed from their slaves after 50 years, or even before that if they uh, are bought by another master who is uh, kinder and, and, and more uh, uh, liberal with them. Uh, they had the choice of, of moving. And again, that, that was brought up previously. And so this slave may have been returning, uh, Onesimus, because he realized, you know what, I had it pretty good. And, and now our relationship won't be the same as it was before. And so uh, Paul had a letter that you can read about, read all about uh, that, Philemon, right? It's a small letter, and I preached on it years ago. But also in this return uh, home for Onesimus, 
to uh, Colossae. Uh, he had this council of Tychicus to uh, help to encourage him in his faith because he was a believer, see, and that was a reason also why that relationship of slave and master had had to, had to terminate. It was because of their newfound belief in, 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 in the gospel of Jesus Christ and how that all those who are in Christ, there is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. There is, ne- there is neither Greek nor Jew. But all are one in Christ. And so that had to be fleshed out. That had to be worked through. And that was what not only the Apostle Paul, but Tychicus was about. Such as when, summarized by Philemon's letter, verse 7 of Philemon there's only one chapter, so chapter 1, if you want to turn to it. Philemon chapter 1, verse 7. So, what does that say? You found it? It's right before the book of Hebrews. Paul said it all. He said, for we have great joy and consolation in thy love, meaning the love of Philemon. He's building him up. Because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. He's not, he's not uh, uh, trying to uh, pamper him or trying to, uh, uh, you, know, you know, how sometimes we might say things to try to build people up but not edify them necessarily, spiritually. This was spiritual. And he was preparing him to receive that one who was his former slave in the Lord, Onesimus. So they, they labored. Well, I'm not quite done, actually. There's, there's another trip. Number four, Tychicus may have been sent to the Isle of Crete to relieve Titus so that Titus would have the chance to visit Paul, who was in prison at the time. And so in Titus 3.12, and you can turn to it, Titus 3.12, When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus, be diligent to come unto me to Nicopolis, for I have determined there to winter. Actually, the Apostle Paul was between imprisonments, between prisons, or house arrest. And it was house arrest in his case because he was given special privileges because he was a Roman citizen for one thing, wasn't one of the uh, tributes of, uh, of, of the empire, one of the slaves, as many were, as we talked about before. And so he was under house arrest, and so this was a wonderful time for him to be refreshed by his brother in the faith, Titus. And then the fifth and last time that Tychicus served with Paul was on his actual second prison term in Rome when Paul sent Tychicus to Ephesus a second time to free up Timothy so that he could come and visit him before his end because he was to be executed shortly after 
in 2 Timothy 4.12, we see in the apostle's last letter before his execution at Rome, what? 2 Timothy 4.12. And Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus. And it turns out in both in Crete and in Ephesus, Tychicus acted as an interim pastor to fill in for Pastor Titus and Pastor Timothy. Secondly, a second reason why he is Paul's beloved brother. They grew in brotherly love and care for one another. And you can't help it when you're both of like precious faith, when you both are of like understanding, when you're both of like love, when you're both of like purpose and will, even to do the will of God. When you have brothers like that, they are a support to you, and especially one like the Apostle Paul, who had a very, very unique role to fulfill in the history of redemption, in providing the commentary to the work of Christ that had been accomplished at Calvary and in his resurrection and his ascension, in his salvation for his people. I personally have recalled brothers who came with me to the Philippines on those several missionary trips over the years since 2005 that you might recall, you who, are, who have been with me since then. Uh, those like Pastor Matt Powell and Michael Wojtek and Bert Palama and Jay Fluck and Travis Grassman. All of them but the last came at least two, if not three times. Michael Wojtek having come three times with me to the Philippines and how it brought us close together and how it gave us a deeper uh, appreciation and brotherly love for one another. And I remember one time, I think it was the very last trip, no, the second to last trip, uh, Pastor, and this is an aside, okay? Don't report this to the Reform Herald, please, okay? <laughs> but uh, Michael Wojtek decided that we would put Hawaii on our return trip, uh, meaning a stopover. <laughs> and we actually, and I never did this before, and I've been to Hawaii several times, we, we took a hotel right on Waikiki Beach. Huh? <laughs> you know how expensive that is? Whoa. Uh, but did we enjoy ourselves, let me tell you. And we look back on that with uh, uh, fond memories. <laughs> anyway, there was one more, and that is uh, Mike McClara. Mike McClara had such a care and love for the brethren there that we be began to know, and as they uh, uh, we continued over the years uh, with them and, and spent time with them in those, in those times we went to the Philippines. He would want to go ahead of us and would go like sometimes as, as early as two weeks before us to kind of, you know, set the stage or get the brothers ready for our arrival. And it was just amazing. And he had a special love for the Covenant Reformed Church, which is like our, which is like our sister church in Davao City where uh, Vic Bernalis is the pastor. He... he uh, he was hoping that his uh, son, his youngest son, would uh, go there, which he did on one of the trips, and find a wife in that church. It never <laughs> happened. <laughs> he married a Chinese gal in Sacramento, where they're from. Anyway, uh, all that uh, to say that uh, you can't help but uh, get closer 
when you serve the Lord together. Now, Tychicus' name means, again, what? Casual or by chance. And again, there's no such thing in God's uh, province or economy. But one certainly does not um, uh, overlook, as I explained, uh, those opportunities that the Lord in his providence creates. If we can define chance as opportunity, Tychicus did live up to that name in this way. He made himself available to God for his use. And God, seeing that in him, opened up doors and doors of opportunities for the man of God, Tychicus, and for his service. Samuel says, for Samuel 2.30, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. He was saying this to Saul. Or no, actually, he's saying this to the high priest at the time. The father, the one who became like the father of Samuel. And who wasn't walking with him. Nevertheless, he goes on. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So if you want God to honor you, you have to honor him. That's how it works. That's like the law of gravity. You know, what goes up must come down. There's an equal and op opposite reaction, cause and effect. You serve God, and he blesses you. Tychicus, at the end of this, we'll all learn how to pronounce his name, <laughs> had not only become a close friend to Paul by the time, because of the time spent together, of course, in service to the Lord, but also as they got to know one another by their seeing the grace of God in each other, especially Paul and Tychicus. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Of course not. They must be agreed in and indeed, for them to have walked together for so long, for years, perhaps decades, was because of their agreement in spirit, their oneness and purpose, their desire to obey the Lord. I am, I am a companion of them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. And lastly, he was a beloved brother, Tychicus was, to Paul over the years, as the Apostle Paul saw him mature in the faith and especially in his service to Christ. It's wonderful to see, uh, for example, uh, a son or a daughter growing up and continuing in the faith. It's a wonder and a joy to see them uh, being like you and even going beyond that and being able to speak to the enemies in the gates, as the writer of the Psalms puts it. He says that uh, our, our children, especially our sons, are like quivers in the air of a mighty man. Uh, it, uh, they are uh, the blessing of youth, and, uh, and they will stand in the gates, and they will deal with uh, the enemies of God and truth as apologies, as defenders of the faith after us. And that is what we want, is it not? And that is what 
take Gaius and others like Timothy were to the Apostle Paul. Now notice in our passage in Ephesians 6, back in Ephesians 6, verse 21, it says, Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord. The word minister, there is the word for deacon, diakonos. Uh, like our Lord considered himself when he said on one occasion in Matthew 20, and whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant, your deacon. Yes, deacon. Deacon is a noble office. Deacon is a high calling. It is not lesser than elder at all, nor lesser than pastor, because we are all involved in the work of the Lord with what he has tasked us with, given our gifts that he accords to us individually. And then he goes on, our Lord does, and says, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, that's the word deacon, but to minister, and in his case, to give his life a ransom for many. What a hard worker our Lord was. He was just burning rubber on the mission field. His followers couldn't keep up with him, his disciples, his 12, and later his 70, could hardly keep up with him because he had work to do and he had a short time to do it and he knew it and he was redeeming the time. And so it was Titicus, like others before him and since. One can imagine how difficult it was for the apostle in prison, without company, without fellowship, to give up the godly companionship and help that Tychicus was to him. Imagine he was his secretary. Paul couldn't do without him to complete his epistle to the Ephesians. And yet he knew he needed Tychicus to bring that to him. There was no UPS. There was no uh, uh, parcel post delivery, you know, like we have today. They come to your door. There was nothing like that to send this very important letter. There's no insurance that would, would uh, secure that letter. It was just the, the personal care of this messenger of God. And you know what? The spirit of, of putting others first, in this case, the souls of uh, others who, who literally thrive and, 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 and hold on to with, with preciousness uh, the scriptures. Was, was forefront in, in their minds and, uh, and far more important than themselves and, and what they would stand to lose or to lack uh, in their own personal lives, as in the case of Paul, uh, not having Titicus anymore, and no one else besides as well. And especially when he was going through this duress and, of course, other believers in the many churches abroad were concerned for the Apostle Paul. And that's where Tychicus came in, you see, because he would comfort them, right? That he may comfort your hearts, it says in verse 22, and refresh them by the word of God that lives and abides forever. As the cold of snow in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger to them that send him. For he refresheth the soul of his masters as cold waters 
to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Proverbs 25. And when you, that is these saints of God who are the recipients of this grace, see how those who went to such lengths to provide this, we're talking about a time when there was no means of transportation like what we enjoy today, like our son going from Florida back home in a zip, you know. Uh, when you see those suffering because of the faith to provide you the word of God, continuing the faith, and further yet, contending earnestly in spite of their circumstances, that can only affect you and your motivation want to serve the Lord even more. Right? And is that important? Of course, that's everything. And also information that will help you to pray more intelligently. Because part of the strategy of God, there's a strategy, there's a stratagem behind how we do the work of our warfare. And that is, we need to have information by which to pray intelligently for God's army to win. As Paul even taught in this last portion of Ephesians 6 that we heard last time in 18 through 20 of chapter 6, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me, the apostle Paul especially, that utterance may be given unto me. That could be the utterance of the Holy Spirit in inspiring him to write scripture, or it could be his utterance as a witness of Jesus Christ in his own right, in prison. That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I, for which I am an ambassador in bonds. Now that's, that's kind of an irony. You're an ambassador, you know, an ambassador has to range far and wide to other nations and bring, bringing uh, news uh, uh, from uh, his motherland. And yet here he is in prison being that, an ambassador for the kingdom of God. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So he wants prayer for himself. And this is why he also wants Tychicus to get out there and bring the word to them and then bring back encouraging news about how they're doing. This speaks volumes of Tychicus himself. In another scripture that we should look up in 2 Corinthians 8.22, 2 Corinthians 8.22, Paul speaks of an unnamed believer, probably Tychicus, when he had just first joined the apostolic band. And, um, and this was when he uh, went from Corinth to Jerusalem to bring the gifts of the daughter churches in Macedonia to the mother church in Jerusalem. And it says in 2 Corinthians 8.22, And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. In other words, Tychicus was a brother already early on, having proved himself 
to the brethren in so many ways that he is zealous for Christ. And moreover, how this encouraged greater confidence in the work of the Lord, in God's people, and especially in God's under-shepherds to keep moving on. It's important how we work together. We, we work as a team. Satan works as a team with his demons and with those that are under him, like I mentioned, the gods of this world, which can often refer to the leaders, ungodly leaders of nations. They're a team. They're working tangentially in what they want to accomplish, even the destruction of the church. But so are we to work in a similar way as a team. The Macedonian Christians, as I mentioned already, were big givers. They gave out of their poverty, out of their poverty. They dug deep into their pockets in order to give. They weren't rich people, most of them. And so they gave out of their poverty to help others who were more impoverished than them. That's how they looked at it. Instead of thinking, oh, I'm so poor anyway, I just barely make ends meet. And, oh, this would really indeed be an act of faith. But you know what? I've got to use my, my noggin here, and I can't be uh, you know, supporting a cause when I can't even support myself. You know that kind of reasoning, right? <laughs> That's typical. <laughs> and I'm not just saying about uh, people out there, but even of God's people, I, moi included. Um, that's not how they thought. And how thankful the recipients were. Like, for example, there's a, a situation. There's situations that come up with people in need, and, and it's just marvelous how how uh, God's people who have more rally to that. Like our RCS churches have given abundantly to uh, the causes of uh, the gospel in, in the cause of the gospel in different lands. For Titicus to play even a small role in all of this must have thrilled his soul as a relatively new believer in Christ and then, of course, as he matured in the faith. Now, in conclusion, we don't know much, really, about Titicus, at least of the details, right? We don't know uh, what he looked like, certainly. We don't know uh, uh, his personality, per se, or know anything about his family background. We don't really know anything about that. Even how he came to faith in Christ, it's not, not in the scriptures. But what we do know is very impressive and honoring to God. He was a trusted secretary, as I mentioned, and faithful messenger of the very Holy Spirit-inspired word of God, a faithful minister in his own right, interim pastor, churches and a loyal friend to the end you can tell by the apostle Paul's commendation of him in Colossians 4 7 which is the other letter that he brought to the church at another location Colossae and so if you would turn to it all my state shall Tychicus declare unto you you know why he can say that? Because it's true. He knows so much about his brother, his older brother, Paul. He knows him like a brother. He is just like a brother to him. 
natural brother. And so Paul, in all truth and sincerity, says this about Tychicus. All my state shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. We've already talked about diakonos, deacon, and that's the word faithful minister. But there's another word that comes up, fellow servant in the Lord. And you know what that is? That's the word soon doulos is another word. And it means bond slave. Bond slave is like the slaves that we talked about before who, who willingly give themselves uh, to their master for the rest of their days and uh, are serving just like they were before except for the fact that they are Christians. And we say, um, we say the Bible says this, there is nothing closer to being Christ-like than this. And uh, a scripture that I would like to turn you to, and this is the last scripture, Philippians 2, 5 through 8, speaks about Jesus Christ as our sundulos or bond slave. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, meaning have the mind of Christ even as I'm about to tell you how he was. Who, being in the form of God, in the very nature and being and essence of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, another form, and that of a slave, a bond slave. It was made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. This is our Lord. And the Apostle Paul counts Tychicus Christ-like in that way, being willing to give up his life for Christ. Are you willing to give up your life for Christ? Did you know what the utmost test is of being a follower of Jesus Christ? Deny yourself Take up your cross. That doesn't mean something that is imaginary, like some people think it's just a heavy burden in your life that God put on you. It means being willing to die for Jesus. That's what that means. Just as he bore a cross that led him up Calvary's hill, where he would then be crucified on that very cross that he carried or tried to carry up the hill, but needed help on finally or the end, and then was crucified on that cross or that tree. You see, that's what's required. That's what Tychicus achieved, if I can say that, in his lifetime. The Tychicuses of the church are quiet, behind-the-scenes servants. You know them who labor among you. And I say, even one like our brother Angel. Are you one, a Tychicus? Or are you, or is your desire to be one? That's the prayer that I pray. And shall we pray? Oh, Father, we are thankful for such an example as this to 
summarize and to put that final signature on our study of a most significant book about your church, the book of Ephesians. And we are thankful for not only the Apostle Paul, indeed we are thankful for the Apostle Paul and how you mightily used him to pen this, but we are thankful also for the one who was like his pen or his secretary, Tychicus, who chimed in with him on every point of doctrine and who I'm sure enjoyed him with Paul and Paul with him, uh, just very uh, uplifting and edifying and God-glorifying conversations about uh, the doctrines of your word during that time that, uh, that this was written, which probably took months. And Lord, how uh, significant was the assistance of this lower and smaller brother, uh, this uh, behind-the-scenes uh, worker in your kingdom, Tychicus. And Lord, thank you that we can glean uh, instruction that would help us and perhaps even inspire us to be more and more like that person, even as we are all to be more and more like Jesus Christ, uh, whom he loved and whom he served, and whom we love and whom we serve. In Jesus' name.